trust. Of course, many, many of you have memorized this passage, and certainly a wonderful passage to memorize. But uh, uh, for the message this morning, we're going to look at that, kind of zero in on that last phrase, and he shall direct thy paths. And we're going to look at this promise of divine guidance. And, and uh, Proverbs chapter 3, and uh, if you know it or you want to read it with us, let's go ahead and stand and let's say this, this, this wonderful passage together. Ready, begin. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. And verse 6, re- again, ready? In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he and Let's pray. Father, I pray that you would help us, Lord, to grasp the truth of this passage. And Father, I pray that, Lord, each one of us, Father, would seek not just to know the will of God, but to do the will of God, to be guided by you in every area, to acknowledge you in all our ways. And Father, to know that our ways, our paths, please you, that we're in your will, that we have your favor and your blessing. And Father, we don't have to wonder as things happen Father, if we're suffering the judgment of God, but Father, we know that, Lord, you're with us each and every step of the way. Father, I pray that you would fill me with your spirit and use me in this hour as I preach your word. Father, not because I'm worthy, but Father, because your people need to hear your word. So, Father, I pray by your grace, Lord, you would give us the truth we need in this hour. Father, I pray that you be with each and every young person. Father, I pray that they would intentionally engage in the truth this morning. Father, they wouldn't let their minds wander. And and Father, to tune out and think about other things in other places. But Father, they would hear the truth that the Spirit has this morning. And Father, we pray that that, that, uh, that one, Father, uh, or ones, Father, who know not Christ as their Savior. Father, that, Lord, they would acknowledge Christ in all their ways. And Father, you would direct their paths to the cross to receive forgiveness and mercy and salvation. We ask your blessing now in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. So many wonderful promises we have been given in Scripture. But uh, I think think this promise here of divine guidance is certainly one of the most amazing. You know, the Bible tells us that He will direct our paths. You know, sooner or later we uh, all come to the place where we realize that we need some help. Hopefully, sooner than later. But but, uh, everybody comes to that point where they realize that uh, they, they need some help, they need some guidance. You know, young people, they grow up and and uh, they're they're chomping at the bit to kind of uh, get out on their own and kind of blaze that trail and and uh, get out there and do their own thing. And sooner or later, they realize, you know. And for a lot of young people, you know, the mom and dad seem a whole lot wiser when the kid is twenty five than than they did when the kid was fifteen. But but uh, but again, not an indictment of you against youth. It's it's really an indictment against the human condition, the pride. That uh, that is in our flesh. You know, the Bible tells us in first Peter, chapter five, verse five, likewise, ye younger submit yourselves unto the elder. Yea, all of you 
Be subject one to another and be clothed with humility. Why? For God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace to the humble. So what are we to do? Verse 6, read it with me. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that He may exalt you in due time. You know, that pride that says, I've got it all figured out, and I know what to do, and nobody has to tell me. I can do it myself. You know, sooner or later, sooner or later, we realize we, we don't have it all figured out, and we need some help. And, uh, you know, but, but, but what if, what if, as a Christian, if you had direct access to God, and, and you could get divine input on the decisions that you have to make. Well, God says you do. We'll say it again together. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. What a promise. What a promise that we've been given. I want us to look at a few principles this morning about this matter of divine guidance. First of all, number one, God desires to guide you in and through life's decisions. You see, I want to remind us that our God is not just an impersonal force. Our God is a God of love. And, 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 and I even want to make the statement that, you know, while yes, our God loves the whole world, God doesn't only act in the best interest of the whole world. God wants what's best for you. God loves you and God wants to lead you and God wants to guide you. And, you know, we see this in the Old Testament and in the way that God dealt with his covenant people, Israel, and, and how God is God brought them out of Egypt and brought them into that, that, uh, that promised land. God promised them, if you'll, if you'll obey me, if you'll, you know, just like we read here, if you trust in me with all your heart and you won't lean on your own understandings, if, 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 if you'll acknowledge me in all your ways. He mentioned how he would bless them and, and, and lead them and guide them. And God wanted the very, very best for them. And, you know, sometimes people take some of those promises that God made to his covenant people and, and, uh, and use those. And, and uh, Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11 is, is a very, very popular verse. Um, look at it. And, and, and rightfully so, as it mentions God, God's love and care and guidance and And uh, Jeremiah 29, verse 11, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Then shall you call upon me, and you shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you, and you shall seek me and find me when you shall search for me with all your heart. You know, and yes, God does have a plan and a purpose for you. And, and, and by the way, it was a good day in my life when I realized that God's plan for me was better than any plan I could come up with myself. You know, if I could, if I would just trust Him, God wants the very, very best for you. And, and, and so God wants to lead and guide you. Your life and where you're at today is simply just a compilation of the, 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 the thousands, of thousands of decisions that you have made up to this point. And, and so God wants to lead you and guide you in life each and every day. The myriad of decisions that you must make. And He wants to guide you in all thy ways. Acknowledge Him and He shall direct thy paths. You know, most of the decisions that we make are 
the mundane decisions of life, you know, and and uh, Jesus warned us not to make too much of those decisions and and uh, give no thought to what you eat and what you drink and and uh, wherewithal you'll be clothed. And but but so many of the decisions we make are are about the, those mundane decisions. And and you and I both recognize that there are some decisions that are more significant than others. You know, if uh, perhaps uh, uh, the job, the, the company wants to transfer you, you realize that is a, a very significant decision. And, and uh, when and where to move or, uh, or to get married, uh, you know, significant decisions. And, you know, I remember when uh, it became clear that God was moving us and, and our time, that the chapter of ministry there in Virginia was closing. And, and uh, you know, it, the enormity of the decision of where we would move and where we would take our family. And, you know, it, it, was, it, was, it was almost uh, uh, overwhelming the enormity of that decision. But if we will just follow the instructions that we've been given, we don't have to worry and fret about the decisions that we have to make. You know, I, I, you know the, the thinking about the, 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 the consequences, the natural consequences of, 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 of choosing somewhere to live and, and uh, moving the family there. And, you know, it, it, was, it was easy to see the enormity of the decision. But, but all I had to do was make sure that I was in the will of God, that I was doing the will of God. And then that very next step was, yes, indeed, the will of God for us. You see, if you let God direct you, you don't have to worry about the decision. You don't have to lay awake at night wondering. And hey, you don't have to, to, uh, to make the decision and then question yourself a thousand times, a million times, all, the, you know, all of the what ifs. Now, by the way, let me say this. If you're not trusting in the Lord with all your heart and you're not in all your ways acknowledging Him and you're choosing your own path, then, well, I guess you'd better figure it out. And you better be stressed out about it. And you better look into everything and worry and fret about it because you've got to make sure you're not missing anything because you're not letting God lead you and guide you. But you see, I want to remind us that you, we have a God that desires to lead you in the decisions of life and lead you through life with all of the decisions that must be made. What a wonderful promise that we've been given. You know, sometimes we find ourselves a, 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 a choice is put before us and, and, uh, and we have to make a choice. You know, perhaps uh, uh, the, 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 the doctors have come back with their reports and, and uh, there are several options or, or maybe there's just one recommendation and you've got to choose yes or choose no. And, and there's a choice that must be made. And sometimes it's so easy to become paralyzed with, with, with fear. And you know, we have a promise that God has given us that if we will trust Him, if we will not rely on our own understanding, if we will acknowledge Him in all our ways, He will direct our paths. What a wonderful promise given to us by a wonderful God. But I want to say this secondly. To receive God's direction, you must be prepared to receive it. To receive God's direction, you must be prepared to receive it. You want to know the main reason that God doesn't give people direction? Because they don't want Him to. They don't want Him to. 
You know, sometimes, so often, people will think through what someone will say. And because they've already got the answer to the question, even before it's asked, they don't even bother to ask the question. You know, they think they know what God's going to say. So they don't come to God asking for direction, trusting in Him. You know, think about it. Well, you have a God that says, here, let me help you with that. You know, and you say, no, 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 I got this. I, I got this. You know, that's what happened with the nation of Israel. You know, we read there in Jeremiah chapter 29, those verses that speak of God's love and, and in God's care and God's plan and God's purpose for the nation of Israel. But, you know, God had to judge the nation of Israel. Because of their continued rejection. They didn't want God's direction. Look at, from a few verses later, in the same chapter. Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 17. Thus saith the Lord of hosts. Verse 18, I will persecute them with the sword, with famine, and with pestilence, because they have not hearkened to my words, saith the Lord, which I sent unto them by my servants, the prophets. Rising up early and sending them. But ye would not hear, saith the Lord. You know, God had to judge His covenant people because they rejected His word. You know, this matter of faith is foundational that we hear the word of God. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You know, so many people, they they, they just will not listen. You know, that was Jesus' judgment against Israel during His earthly ministry. You know, as He had come to His people to give them the words of God and and, uh, and, and speak to them, they, they just would not listen. And Jesus, speaking to Jerusalem, he says, he says, Jerusalem, Thou that killest the prophets and stonest them which are sent unto Thee, how often... Would I have gathered thy children together, even as a hen gathereth her chickens under her wings, and ye would not. You know, Jeremiah was one of those messengers that God had sent that Israel had killed, and uh, among others. And uh, the children of Israel would not listen, and they would they continued to turn to false gods and to idols, and they didn't want God's direction. You, you know, people just won't listen. And perhaps you've seen it. Perhaps you have family members or others that you've known that just struggle and struggle and struggle. And they they, they just can't seem to get it. And, and, uh, and, you know, sometimes I'll talk to people and and, uh, they'll tell me a little bit about some of the circumstances they've been through. And and, uh, almost almost bragging as they show off some of the scars that life has given them. Some of the things they've been through. Sometimes people will say, well, experience is the best teacher. And I always have to say, experience isn't the best teacher, it's the most thorough teacher. It's the harshest teacher, but it's not the best teacher. How much better would it be for you and I to trust the Lord with all our heart and lean not to our own understanding and acknowledge Him in all the ways and let Him lead us and guide us through life and the many, many decisions that we have to make. You see, to receive God's direction, you must prepare to receive it, you must desire to receive it. It brings us to our third point. Number three. To receive God's direction. You must trust Him. More than you trust yourself. 
More than you trust others. You must trust Him. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. And lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge Him. And He shall direct thy paths. You know why... You know why you don't listen to somebody? You ever had somebody, you know, they kind of just heard a thought or heard a phrase of, of something that was being said. And, and boy, they just start with all of their opinions and all of their advice. And, and you think, man, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. You know, you don't listen to them. Why? Because you don't trust them. You don't trust. You don't listen to people that you don't trust. You're not going to listen to somebody who doesn't know as much as you or someone who, who, who knows better than you. You're not going to listen to them. You're not going to trust them. You know, it's interesting. We have these surveys that come out every once in a while about Americans' trust in, in government. And uh, the numbers are just staggeringly low. You know, how many people distrust their government? You know, back in the 50s and 60s, public trust in government was, you know, uh, upwards of three quarters, you know, around 80%. Now it's, it's less than 20%. You know, and, and America's trust in government is unsustainably low. People will not listen to a government that they cannot trust. You see, but, but I want to remind us, the Bible says, trust in who? Trust in the Lord. Trust in in the Lord. And uh, we need to remind ourselves that it is faith. Faith is how God's kingdom operates. You know, when, when Jesus came, we need to remind ourselves of this. Even when Jesus was here on this earth to understand who he was, to believe that he was the Christ, it was something that had to be apprehended by faith. You know, sometimes I talk to people and they, they, they will say, uh, oh, if I could just go back and, and I could see Jesus feed the 5,000. Or if I could have just been there when Jesus did this miracle or, or, or that miracle. And listen, I want to remind you that to see Jesus, okay, that there was nothing so awe-inspiring about His, his ministry that you just, you just knew that He was the Christ. No, listen... To believe that Jesus was the Christ always has been and always will be apprehended by faith. You see, we've got to grasp that. It's hard for us to imagine as we read the, the, the biblical account. But I want to remind us we're, we're, we're seeing, you know, uh, uh, the ministry over several years condensed in, in, into uh, uh, these, the, these stories to, to have been there. Understand that the people that were there, the vast majority of the people that were there, that saw the feeding of the 5,000 and were fed by, miraculously by the hand of Jesus Christ, the very next day turned and walked away from him and said, enough with this. We're done. We're, we're, we're going home. You see, Jesus Christ, to believe in Christ must be apprehended by faith. And, and uh, faith, God's kingdom, the currency of God's kingdom is faith. When Jesus had called away his disciples in Matthew chapter 16 and, and, uh, and he asked them, uh, um, you know, whom do men say that I am? And, you know, of course, he got his varied responses. Oh, some say you're Jeremiah. Some say you're, you're uh, uh, John the Baptist risen from the dead. And, and Jesus said, whom say ye that I am? You remember Peter's answer? Okay, Peter said, thou art the Christ, 
the Son of the living God. And Jesus said that is an answer of faith. Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed that to thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say unto thee, thou art Peter, and upon this rock, upon this truth, that I am the Christ, upon faith, that I am Jesus Christ, the Son of God, I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. You see, I want to remind us, you must trust Him Trust Him. But see, what this faith does is faith levels the playing field. Okay? Think about, the, 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 about Jesus during His earthly ministry. You know, the scribes and, and, and the lawyers of Jesus' day, boy, they knew that they studied the Scriptures. They knew the Old Testament prophecies inside and out. They, they could recite the Scriptures, but when it came to recognizing the Christ, Did it give them any advantage? You see, in fact, the unlearned and ignorant, as they were called, unlearned and ignorant disciples of Christ were the ones that believed in Him. See, faith levels the playing field. And God has ordained it that, yes, we can reason and we can uh, study creation and and we can... uh, 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 we, we can logic and understand that, yes, there is a God. But God ch- has chosen to remain just outside of our physical understanding. And when it comes to spiritual matters and sh- the scriptures and, and, and even truth itself, it must be apprehended by faith. You see, we, you must Trust God. You see, and again, it levels the playing field. And that means that a little child, a little child can have as much faith as a deacon who's been saved for decades. And a, 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 a baby Christian can have just as much faith as a pastor who's gone to Bible college. Or a Bible scholar who knows the biblical languages in the originals. And, you know, listen, faith levels the playing field. And, and, and everything that God is, everything that God has for you must be grasped by faith. Even salvation. Okay? Not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to His mercy, He saved us by by the washing of regeneration and the renewing of the Holy Ghost. Boy, I love that. Salvation is not based on your performance, not by works of righteousness. It's not based on your church attendance. It's not based on your giving. It's not based on random acts of kindness. It is based on your faith. For by grace are ye saved through faith that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works. Lest any man should boast. And uh, it's so important that we understand this. It is trust. It is trust. You must trust God. And you trust God for your salvation. And you must trust Him in the myriad of decisions that you must make even today. Even this very week. You must trust. And uh, to receive God's direction, you must believe Him. You know, one of the accusations that's hurled against Christians is, is that, well, you Christians, you live by blind faith. Well, no, I don't live by, I live by faith, but not a blind faith. But you live by faith too. 
Every single person lives by faith because there's no way in this life that you can prove and tr- you can prove everything. You've got to trust somebody and and uh, and people who who want to say, well, you live by faith. I'll live by science. You know, they're still taking the word of other scientists. And it's just a matter of who are you trusting? Who are you trusting? We all live by faith. Even the atheist lives by faith. He just he doesn't believe what God says. He he'll readily accept what man says. He'll readily accept what the government says. And, uh, but but he won't believe what God says. And and listen in in all the decisions that you make in life, you are trusting. Okay, when you buy a house, you're trusting the home inspector. You're trusting the realtor. You take a job, you're trusting that employer, and and uh, you get on an airplane, you're trusting the pilot. You know, when you get married, you, you're trusting that spouse is going to uh, keep the word and keep the vows that they made. And, and uh, listen, if, if you and I are going to make decisions in life, you're trusting someone. It's not a stretch to have a God who loves you and wants the very best for you who says, hey, why don't you trust me? Why don't you trust me? Trust in the Lord with what? All thine heart. Well, I love that. Listen, if you want to make the the right decisions, if you want to make the best choice ever, trust the Lord. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. You know, and and, and boy, I look at that all thine heart and it just brings me back to that childlike faith. You know, just, just believing just because God said. Without the skepticism, you know, without, without uh, you know, you know, believe God. You and I need to believe God the way a little child would trust you. Maybe when your children were little or if you have children or, you know, you know, by the way, as parents, you have to teach children to be skeptical. No, listen, don't don't trust strangers. You know, don't don't take candy. Don't get in a car with a stranger. You have to teach children to be skeptical. You have to teach them not to trust everybody. And and uh, and uh, why? Because because a, a, a the heart of a child, that childlike faith, just just simply believes whoever is speaking, whatever is being told to them, and and uh, and that's the way you and I come to God and must believe in Him. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. You know, sometimes as I talk to people about spiritual matters, they come back to their trust issues. And uh, they want to recount stories of trauma and times they've been abused or lied to or hurt deeply. And, and uh, you know, I, and, and I, I hurt for them as they share the stories of the way the ways that people have have hurt them, and uh, and and by the way, let me just say this: in a decadent society, it's the children that get hurt the most. And what is going on in our culture today is a war for the hearts of our children. You know, in in schools, it, to have predatory teachers who are trying to convince them they were born in the wrong body, and they they can only be happy if they live out their, their repressed gender. They don't, children don't even get to be children anymore. 
And, and, and uh, you go back and you read Genesis chapter 18, and it was the cry of the innocence that Christ heard from heaven. And that was the reason he came down and he chose to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah and just put an end to it all because of the children that were getting hurt. You see, people share the stories of their trauma and the times they've been hurt. Maybe what uh, family members have done to them, what others have done to them. And, and, uh, and listen, if you're here and, and you have trust issues because of things that have done, listen, I, 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 I hurt for you. But listen, I want to remind you, don't listen to the lies of the devil. He is the one who is trying to get you to blame God. Don't put God in the same category as all those wicked individuals that hurt you so deeply. It, it, the devil is trying to get you not to trust anybody because he wants to get you to trust yourself so that he can control you listen God is God and regardless of what you have been through God is worthy of your trust trust in the Lord with all thine heart lean not to thine own understanding listen you know to say God I trust you um, only if I can see it I'll trust you as long as I can See how it's all going to work out on paper. Listen, we must not lean on our own understanding. So often in life when God leads us and guides us, He only gives us enough light to see the next step. You know, I I think about Elijah and how Elijah had to learn to trust God. As there's a famine and a drought and, and, uh, and every day, The ravens bring him a piece of bread and a piece of meat. He's not like you and I with cupboards full of food. You know, we could last for a few weeks. Every day, the ravens had to bring him food. And he had to learn to trust. And so often, we must learn to trust in God. Not knowing how it's all going to work out. We must simply obey Him. And that brings us to our last point. Number four, to receive God's direction. You must obey Him in each area of your life. To receive God's direction, you must obey Him in each area of your life. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. Verse 6, say it with me, would you please? In all thy ways acknowledge Him, and He shall direct thy paths. In all thy ways acknowledge Him. Now, we've already established that there are, are... Many, many mundane decisions in life. And and there are big decisions. But I want to remind us, you don't just get to acknowledge God in the big decisions. You know, the big decisions are God's. and, and, uh, And then all the little mundane decisions, I'll just do whatever... I want to do and and I'll I'll serve myself and I'll serve my flesh but when it comes to the the, the big decisions I'll I'll trust God. No no no. In all thy ways acknowledge him. In all thy ways. You know, I, I I'm reminded of the story of King Saul and how uh, when he became king, God says, item number 1, I've got a score to settle. A very, very wicked people that has been wicked for centuries and they must be destroyed. God commissioned Saul to gather an army to go and to wipe out the Amalekites. And, uh, and God told Saul that they weren't supposed to save any of the spoils. They were supposed to, uh, to, to, to 
the, all the, the the animals and 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 everything. They were they were they were supposed to as a as a sacrifice to God. They were they were to destroy it. And the Bible tells us that Saul went and Saul did defeat the Amalekites, but he did the best. And he brought back the spoils. And Samuel, who was the the, the high priest at the time, came to meet Saul and, and he rebuked Saul for his disobedience. And and uh, and Samuel, in his rebuke, he said this. First Samuel chapter 15, verse 22. Hath the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice and to hearken than the fat of rams. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry because thou hast rejected the word of the Lord. He hath also rejected thee from being king. You see, and this reminds us that, you know, Saul had to obey all of the details. It wasn't just about defeating the Amalekites and then he could, he, he could uh, choose to disregard God's instruction as it pertained to the spoils and he had told Samuel that that uh, the that that he had uh, say he, he lied to Samuel and said that he had he had preserved the animals to offer as a sacrifice to God. You see, but but our Bible tells us in all thy ways acknowledge Him. You see, and we've got to understand that because it's not just well this is God this is God's domain and so I'm going to acknowledge God in these areas. But when it comes to oh say my television. Or my internet browser. Or my music player. I get to choose what I do with those things. No, no, no. The Bible says in all thy ways acknowledge Him. You see, and we've got to come to a place where we are completely surrendered to God. In all thy ways acknowledge Him. You see, if you want God's direction... You must acknowledge Him in every area of your life. You see, there are things in your life that are outside of your control. And yet, there are things in your life that you can control. And a preacher once said, happy is the man who knows the difference. Listen, you must be faithful in everything in your life that you have control over. In all, say it with me, in all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. You know, Jesus, Jesus speaking to the children of Israel. In Luke chapter 6, verse 46, he said, Why call ye me Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say? You see, we want his direction, and we want his wisdom, and we want his guidance. But I want to ask you this morning, are you acknowledging him in all your ways? We don't get to judge our obedience based on what we think is right. And No, no, no. The Bible says every way of man is right in his own eyes. If you're going to rely on your own understanding, you're not going to acknowledge Him in all your ways. Because as you look at the choices that you have made and, and uh, the decisions, you're going to discern, you're going to judge yourself to be right. No, my friend, you must trust in Him with all your heart. You must not rely on your understanding. You must acknowledge Him in all your ways. You must obey Him in everything. And the Bible says then, and only then, God has promised to guide you in the myriad decisions of life. And He shall direct thy paths. 
See, our God, He only gives us enough light to see the next step. So often we want to see the big picture. You know, kind of like driving home, driving home at night. You know, uh, uh, those headlights, they only let you see a few feet in front of you. You know, and, and that's the way God leads us. We can't see what's up around the corner. We can't see how it's all going to play out. We, only till we get there and God guides us and shines the light of His Word on it will we know. But, but we must move forward trusting in Him. Trusting in Him. See, the Bible tells us that God wants to guide us. God loves you. Just like the prophet Jeremiah of old. God, Jeremiah said that God had thoughts of peace and not of evil for His people to give them an expected end. God has the same plans and purposes and desires for you. But you and I must trust Him. Trust Him. Trust the Lord with all thine heart. And lean not unto thine own understanding and all thy ways acknowledge Him. Say it with me. And He shall direct thy paths. Let's pray together. Father, I pray that you would take the Word of God and as it's